Hello, podcast fans. This is Drew Sample here again. Another edition of the Sample Hour. Um, the guest on this episode is a very good friend of mine named Joel Cameron Harris. Now, Joel, I have known for a very long time. Um, we actually go over that in the podcast. So I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, real quick though, just want to say thanks again for Dad and Izzy Rock tuning in. Because I think you're still the only two people that tune in. And then I'd also like to thank um, the random people I don't know. Especially the people that write reviews and subscribe. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to Wes and I. Um, yeah, so I'm going to post this podcast. Then I'm going to edit two more. Um, I got Death Squad PA. He's coming on with Death Squad Ohio. And Clever Wes and myself. I'm going to post that one. I'm going to post the one, the Andy Evans Hour, which is also coming up. We discussed the Ohio State-Michigan game coming up in that one. Um, and then I'm going to Morocco. So there's probably not going to be any podcasts that go up for at least a week after that. Um, so I want to apologize to Terrible B-Hop and Brandon Farley just because that's the most amount of editing I'm going to have to do. And I don't really have time to do it, so but I'll get it done as soon as I get back. Um, now, if you guys would like to follow Joel on Twitter, we didn't know his Twitter account or his Twitter handle at the time of recording, so it is at L-I-V-N-T-H-3-Dream. It's supposed to be living the dream, but uh, he's got an awesome Billy Ray Cyrus mullet rocking out but anyways follow joel joel's an awesome guy i really want to say uh he's actually been getting on twitter too since since this event but i really want to say how much i appreciate joel coming on and and really just sharing uh just just really sharing just being brutally honest about his experiences in iraq and just his beliefs um he was a bit nervous so we actually missed actually missed a good 20 minutes of recording just because I'm still kind of an amateur, but I'm getting better. And that's pretty much it, guys. So God bless if you believe in God. If not, then just bless you. And, yeah, so hope you guys enjoy this.
Welcome to the Sample Hour. This is Drew Sample. <laughs> Joel Harris. So this is my friend Joel Harris. So we were actually just, we had a really good conversation for about 20 minutes. And then because this, I'm still new to this whole podcast thing, I looked down and I realized that I wasn't recording. I'm really excited to have Joel here. I've known Joel since uh, I was in eighth grade and he was in seventh grade. Um, then we, from there in high school, we were in a, we were in a church youth group together, which we are riding that God bus. Yeah, we were riding the God bus. Actually, the retreats were really fun. Those were really fun. But it was maybe like everybody that was there, you could tell like none of them are really Christians and like the real like super Christians <laughs> were really creepy. Do you remember that one lady, she would always say, <laughs> She'd always say, remember, because somebody was talking about, like, torturing animals, and she's like, remember, we're God's really only true creation. I just remember so much crazy shit, and I would always feel like, well, that's, that's full of shit. No, no, I would have been off that bus real quick then. Well, there were so <laughs> many, I mean, there were so many cool people that we were, were hanging out with. I know, everybody there was pretty cool. Well, that was, like, a really... Was, like, all those different schools all together. Yeah. Like, Wasn't that, like, girls. a powerful, popular thing for your class, who, like, everybody in your grade was yeah, in a youth like, group? Yeah, there's probably like 15 or 20 people in my grade. That room was stacked out every Sunday. Like we had fun, dude. Sprawled out on yeah. the couches and stuff. We had fun. I uh, or Adrian, and he had his long, long, long hair. <laughs> Adrian and Chip, they were like best friends then. <laughs> and then uh, didn't they oh, start man. a band with... No, that was Chip, Graham, and Drew. But anyways, nobody knows who any of these people yeah, are. They're all kids. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went on to college. I, I think like senior year, man, I really checked out. and I, I wasn't really in school that much. But we didn't really start talking until like we were on Facebook and I was looking at all your Facebook pictures and it was when you were in the military. So let's just take me through step by step because I think this is fascinating because I personally was never in the military. Um, I thought about doing the Marine Reserves. Sorry, I'm fucking with my microphone. So if it sounds like shit right now, I apologize. Um, I thought about doing the Marine Reserves just to get free school. And this is this much. Yeah, and then I realized like how bullshit college pretty much is too. That's another subject. It's a big business as well. It's another big business. You and your Joel has an identical twin brother. You guys are identical, right? Oh yeah, we're as twin as you can get. But you're like two inches taller than him. Yeah, I was. You're a lot bigger than he is. It's kind of interesting. I was just blessed. Fun fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> oh yeah. So what made you guys decide that? Hey, let's out of high school let's go to the military well i uh realized i hated school by my about halfway through my junior year so i realized i didn't want to go to college military years i didn't really want to work like 70 hours a week to just so i could pay rent and just do that every single day so military is probably my only option and i knew i was just fucking up on a daily basis so i needed some some discipline discipline in a serious way <laughs> yep, Fort, Fort Knox, and they whipped me into shape. So, were you guys, you went into like infantry, or were you in the guard? Yeah, it, was a, um, it was pretty much the same thing as infantry. If cavalry is, it's like the back in the day, dudes riding on cowboys, or the the yeah, horses the horses. And stuff, and you're like, but it's exact nowadays. Teddy it's Roosevelt, exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, were you guys in the reserves, or were you you were full time? I was active, and then Justin, he pretty much was the. Full time in the whole because he just kept signing up to get deployed because he would go to, after Iraq he would go to cool he went to Africa that was sweet for him what was uh what, what was his job in Africa he was a uh, civil affairs the whole time I was like pretty much tearing stuff down and he was building stuff up that's interesting yeah we were we were in Iraq the same time we got to hang out in Baghdad for a week together he flew on a Apache over and hung out it was 
pretty sweet. Not many people get to say they hung out with their brothers in the yeah. Iraq in a war zone, smoking hookahs. Smoking hookahs with the locals. <laughs> that was the picture that really like stood out. It's like, man, these guys are just... Like it, that picture to me showed that hey we know that these guys really aren't bad people. Yeah. I mean, how would we act if if there was like infantry that was stationed on our turf and then they were killing our? And I'm not trying to like justify because I know that like the number one suicide bombing in Afghanistan right now are children. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I just saw something on that. that was sad. It's really weird. I was hearing, I was listening to Daniele Bellelli on his podcast and he was talking about how after that that crazy. Uh, in Libya, when the the fucking embassy got oh, overrun, and these guys dragged that dude out, and yeah, I saw that video. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was saying like it's easy to just blame it on the U.S. and it's easy to like to be because there's so many of us that are angry with the way shit's kind of going down. But in reality, I mean, it's 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 not really that simple. It's not really. I mean, there's a lot of fucked up things, but I just know my one buddy was a sergeant in Iraq, and he said basically you weren't really at war with any Iraqis. You're at war with terrorists. So your, your whole thing was, all right, let's go out on patrol and we're going to, and we're going to wait for somebody to shoot at us. And then we go after like, to me, that has to be like a mind fucked every day. Like basically my country's using me as bait. Oh yeah. Well, you, we, once we were over there, you realize what you were like. I spent my first three months down in, down in Southern Baghdad in this pl- town called Al, Al Hill. We didn't get messed up at all. Like they loved us. They were, Giving us thumbs up and love just loved us, but then when shit started going down. We moved up, and we were in, right in Baghdad. And then after that, we we really saw what it was about. And it was every day we we just realized we were moving targets. Our our spot was only like a mile outside the base, and we sometimes we would just like cross the main street and not even make it like five minutes out the gate and just get boom, and just our day's over. That's crazy. Are you still in contact with like a lot of like your brothers over there? I I, I did for a while, and I don't know. A lot of the guys in the military, they st- stay on that mentality. If you stay in the military, you, you're got to be type A, or you're gonna get stomped on. Yeah, and people, everybody's. It's just like it's kind of like being in jail or something. Like if, it's if like an in indoctrination. Like a, if you're in com- a combat job, everybody's fucking with everybody. Everybody's picking on the weakest links. It's like, so I don't know. They just stay in a kind of a different mentality. And now that I'm out, I'm, I don't have that mentality anymore. And it's, I don't know. I I'm, I feel bad because I don't talk to a lot of them. Like, I know I should, because we did some shit that was fucking crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, how many of those guys are? do you think are suffering from, like, post-traumatic stress oh, syndrome? Oh, every single one of them. Anybody that, every single guy I was with, out of all 100 of them, they... I don't want to say anybody else's name, but just talking to you and your brother, like, you guys actually seem like you've kind of dealt with it. Like, I'm sure that there's still some shit going on, but it's like you guys have, are addressing it. Oh yeah, that's the only pro- like that's the only thing you have to you have to realize it's your past. Like that shit happened. It's some fucked up shit. But you sit and just like drink. If you start drinking all the time, like I was like that was my problem. Like being in the military, everybody just drinks your face off, and so I would just everybody just drank, 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 and you just find out. I just found out real quick because I just was smart enough to look around, and be like, man, I don't want to be a fuck up like the rest of these dudes that yeah. are just like drunks, like been in the military twenty years dragging their bodies around i'm like screw this and i just chose to get my shit together face the problems to get that shit and i forget the name of this it was some kind of some brain thing like it was almost like hypnosis some doctor did for me at fort knox and ever since that day she like kept repeating this like the stuff that happened and she would just tell me all right it put file it away in the back of your head and it sounds corny as hell but like ever since that day i like never phased me ever again like i used to have nightmares every single night 
wake up and not even know if that shit like i think it happened and it's just like it would fuck my day up was it was it just like you were reliving something that had already oh, yeah. happened Every like it was so day. fucking intense yeah and like all the all the military does when you're in there all they want to do is like they got a pill for everything i haven't been to the doctor and freaking shit for probably eight eight years probably like, yeah I, in my opinion, there's no use for a doctor nowadays. Like everything's got a pill for like got a pill for everything. There are fucking emotions. Like deal with them. You're a human being. Like these are normal yeah. emotions. Like it's gonna suck, but you have to do that. Like yeah, in order to advance the human. I feel like in in school, like we should really like the fact that I'd never heard of emotional intelligence until I read. A, until i actually started reading books and it like oh, it was like work on your once you get in them yeah like it's like wow there's knowledge but it's like it's real knowledge it's just not like controlled regurgitated bullshit yeah. that you're fed in school and then judged amongst your peers and then like emotional intelligence was was the craziest thing for me because like we were talking about earlier like anger man like i used to be well i think a lot of it too like in school i was diagnosed with the uh, add all oh, same here and I did you take did you take meds for it? Oh yeah, my grades went up drastically. I went from like a one seven to a three four like in nine weeks, and I was just like, it made me feel like a crackhead though, because it's like but what I, my grades improved. What did you think about like your creativity and your emotional irritability? It just it just numbed me down, and it just made me like I could focus, but it would, I would just pick something like I could focus on somebody, but it could be like a fly walking up the wall, and I could, yeah, I don't know, I've. I'm, I don't. I've had a pretty crazy life. I've messed around with some cocaine and stuff. So I, it's like it's exactly the same thing. Like yeah. if you compare the two, well, I know the the the, uh, <laughs> the the drug the drug profile of Adderall is actually an amphetamine salt. So I mean, it's it really is the same thing. It's just it, it sits in your stomach and then it slowly releases. I remember I took I took Adderall in college. I started taking Adderall and I lost. I lost like 30 pounds, which was good because I'd gotten fat and I felt really good about that. <laughs> I'd constantly have to drink water. Like I would suck at my mouth. That anxious feeling. You're like, yeah, like, hands are all sweaty and stuff. Yeah. I'd get anxious. And then like, I'm comfortable I, in your own skin. Yeah. When I started selling phones, I started taking it again and somebody was like, are you on Coke? <laughs> and I was just like, this is a huge wake up call. I'm like, I'm not taking this shit ever again. Like I've yeah. never, I've never messed with cocaine. Luckily, I just never liked the idea of putting anything in my nose. Yeah, the little booger sugar. Yeah, the booger sugar. <laughs> it's bad. When did so after the military, what happened then? Like what what was your next step after the military? Like what did the military do? Did they help you find a job? What did you have post benefits? <laughs> like what? yeah, I I got out medically. I had a choice. I, I I ended up just like I got out medically with like 4 months to spare. They're like you can wait and then like see what your percentage is going to be or you can get a, a lump sum and I was like I'll take my lump sum. I'll see you guys later. I'll get up four months early. Yeah. So I did that. And then they get, they only give you, since I did that, I got out medically. And then they said that like, I only got like 120 days of healthcare. But like after that, I was just glad. Like I was to the point where I didn't even want to see a uniform again. I was just like so tired of it. Just like that, like way of thinking. It was just, they don't do much for you nowadays. And then I, I, I talked to my buddies now and they said that you got to pay for your, your health benefits now. Like, like at the, if you go to like the VA, like, Back when I first got out, you didn't have to do none of that. But they're getting getting pretty cheap. They just honest. don't care. No, yeah, they don't. There's just we're just pawns. Like there's always a new generation coming up to replace us. That's disgusting. So after the military, did you come back to Ohio? Yeah, I came back. I I stayed uh, actually not too far. Yeah, I stayed for about nine months, and then I just like saw myself falling right back into my old high school ways. Just. You got to get out of Hilliard. Yeah, I was like, man, I got to go grow. I'm like, I'm going to fall right back and just 
be right where I started. When did from. when did you start smoking? Oh man, I've been smoking since I was fifteen. Really? Yeah. It's to me. It's I don't know. It's I like. I just like it. It's it just makes me like think a lot deeper about things because I'm really sporadic. I just act just on the spur of the moment, like with yeah. little thinking. I just go with the. I don't know. I just have this like. I just feel like I always know where I'm going, but like when I smoke, I like seem I think like a lot more about what I'm going to do. And you think it makes you more sensitive to other people? Oh, definitely. If yeah, I know. I'm. I'm I was a dick growing up, man. I was. I, was I always like, thought you were funny. Yeah. I, yeah. Luckily, I was. Me and Justin had a sense of humor. <laughs> We'd just be the biggest douches ever. Like you guys. I always liked you guys. I always got along with you guys. What um. So I, I personally didn't. I didn't ever even try it till I turned twenty one, man. Like I was so like straight fucking laced. Yeah, I was. Which just... which I felt like because I didn't really hang out a lot outside of like, man, I was so brainwashed into football and stuff back in the day. And yeah, that's the only reason I quit playing. I... I was just yeah. I mean, it was like for me, like it when I started, I, I really felt like I was more into earth, mm-hmm. and it made me it made me challenge my own belief system. Like it made me think. Never. Why do I believe the things that I believe? Why? And I just, it made me ask deeper questions. But back on track, so you get in the military, you're hanging out in Hilliard, you realize that, hey, shit's really, I'm just falling into my own ways. I'm getting kind of, did you think, you think you were getting kind of reckless? Oh, I've always been reckless. I always will be <laughs> reckless. And I, you got to be reckless. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. We're just supposed to be free. Just do what, what we yeah. feel. So when did, so then you moved to California? No, I've, that was like later. I was, uh, I've been all around this country. I went, after that, I went from, to moved out to Oklahoma. One of my buddies got killed when I was over there. When I was in Texas, I would go visit his family a lot. And I was really into bow fishing. So I was just like, they got the lake there. It was, we would bow fish all the time. I'm like, I'm going to go here. Not thinking so about So just like be you and his time. family? Yeah, I moved in with uh, one of his cousins. I went, uh, lived in a, a double wide. It was pretty sweet. Pretty classy. Was uh, what's a double wide? One of those trailers that you always hear about. <laughs> nice. It was what, uh, was Justin with crazy. you or was he still here? No, he was uh, at that time he was, I think he was in Africa. Or he was somewhere. He was somewhere. Yeah, we. He, I think he was back here. This fucking Mike. That was like the longest we've been apart for a while. Yeah, do you get you guys live together now or live next to each other? Yeah, we uh, live next door to each other. That's pretty cool, man. I'm pretty close with my brother, but I can't imagine having a twin. Yeah. Like a twin's a totally different. On the same wavelengths always. That's pretty cool, <laughs> man. That's pretty cool. So anyway, so you're in Texas. You're living in a trailer. In Oklahoma. Like in right Oklahoma, in my bad, yeah. Yeah. And uh, just going to school, doing the GI Bill, just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And then going to school, just hated every second of it. Do you think the GI Bill is a good thing? Like, do you think that gives people a lot of opportunity coming out of the military? Yeah, it's 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 a really good thing. But do you think schools should just be free, anyways? Yeah, if they can do it in countries a lot less fortunate than ours, then I don't understand how we can't do it. How often do you deal with neocons on Facebook? Oh God, I don't even listen to people. Like, I just like now. I just I used to like give them int- attention, but then I would just like dedicate a whole day and then. You just ignore them now? Yeah, I don't, like, just do my own thing. Like, I got to say what I got to say, and then, like, I'll like some people's stuff and then just go on about my day. It just <laughs> makes my day a lot better. I used to just let it like, go and be like, oh, my God, this idiot. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> I was going to say something, but it's just, like, whenever... 
the problem is like whenever you say like something shouldn't cost money immediately people accuse you of being a socialist or a communist like i oh, i've had that argument like i would say like i'm a, I'm a libertarian like i'm a i'm a member of the party even though anybody can become a member you just have to you can just pay 25 dollars but like i subscribe to yeah i subscribe to reason magazine it's official the thing like the thing that's silly is that people don't really understand obamacare and people don't realize, like, number one, I think it's a tax on the poor, personally. I don't, you know, I don't think you even need to understand. If you don't need to read any of it, all you have to, like, look at it. If, if you don't, if you can't afford it, at the end of the year, you get fined. Yeah. So why the hell are you fining somebody that already can't afford something? It's a tax like, on the poor. Yeah, that's it. They're trying to just beat, keep the poor where they're at. Like, that's. It's, it's pretty fucked up. And, uh. It's simple. Like, oh, it makes it's, me sick. It's just so crazy, but. But, like, I, I heard somebody else say, like, if we were going to do Obamacare, we really should have just made it be so the government runs um, insurance. Even though people are like, well, the government fucks up everything, which is true. But this, like, fucking hybrid shit is the problem with our country. Like, we're not socialists. We're not capitalists. We're, like, this weird hybrid monster. And it all it does is it... I think all that's a bunch of bullshit anyways. It's like, yeah, I, I think it's all, I, I think it's, the, I think it's just life. Like break it down as life in general. It's not all that, all that stuff is just made up to be like cloud everybody's views and pick yeah. sides and everything. Like, like Donald, simple. like Donald Trump's bullshit. Like Donald when he came Trump, out, that guy shouldn't even be able to be on TV anymore. He's filed bankruptcy so many t- times <laughs> and then people want his advice like on, Oh my God. And Donald Trump, like I, I think, and then everybody got obsessed with where's Obama's transcript information. It was like, motherfucker, do you even understand the law? Where were you going to school in Oklahoma? I was going to Southeastern Oklahoma State, Dennis Rodman's uh, alma mater. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that. Well, if I go to Southeastern and I say, did Joel Harris go from school from this state to this state? They're not allowed to tell me. That's the biggest thing. It's, it's, it's protected. And so all these motherfuckers are saying, it's all these dumb birther motherfuckers, too. It's, it's like they're just saying. Sheriff well, Joe. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> Why? Well, if he's so, if he's not secretive, where's this information? I'm like, why don't you attack the guy for his job? Like, why don't you focus on the fact that it's illegal to have raw milk, or that anybody oh, that's, that's trying to form a? Did you see a farm, uh, Farmageddon? Yeah, I've seen that. That's scary. You, had you already seen it when I yeah, when I sent you? Yeah, I figured you did. One. Like something that Joel and I are talking about doing, which actually Joel was kind enough to include me in, is urban farming. From my whole understanding, it's the whole idea, like, Joel wants... Well, you just tell him what you want to do. I saw this. It all started. I saw uh, this guy, Will Allen, and he works with... Uh, he's the founder of uh, Growing Power. And check him out. He's That guy's going to change the world. Is there world. a good website? You yeah, know? he has his own... I think it's just growingpower.like. If you just Google it. Or, yeah, if you Google Growing Power or Will Allen, you can't miss him. He's a giant black dude who's, like, <laughs> built like a brick shit house. The guy's a beast. And he's, like, 60s. Huge. He played, he played... I think he played in, like, NBA or something, but he's... He's well-known, but he just went back to uh, the Milwaukee and the ghetto and food deserts. Me, me and my brother were working around the city. And, like, you go to the inner cities, and they're just food deserts. You cannot find any food with any nutrient value anywhere. And this guy just goes in the middle of the ghetto. He got uh, it was three acres, like a three-acre block, and he just grows a million pounds of food in there. Like, he has, like, 10,000 tilapia and perch he does, like, in water. Like, he just – it's – and they're the most simplest, like, forms, and he has, like – 15 solar power or solar panels powering 75 percent of all everything he does so he's pretty much off the grid at the same time and he's the middle this guy's a beast does he has he talked about like what problems like does does the community support him or oh yeah the community loves him like he and he feeds like for cheap like he has like and it's like his it's it's all uh 
it's all non-profit it's all done with like so he doesn't is, have to pay taxes yeah that's dude <laughs> he's smart too I think yeah. he's no dummy that's pretty awesome uh, the, the nice thing too about doing that is it's so attainable because you can go into i mean detroit's it's getting really big in detroit i mean there's still a lot of areas in detroit though that like there's pretty much signs that say the police don't patrol oh yeah you it's, can yeah. So, but there's places around here like that. Yeah, but you can. I mean, you can literally get houses. You could literally get a house for probably about fifteen hundred dollars. You can way less in Columbus. They're doing. Uh, you can for the urban gardening. Uh, it's ten dollar lease. You can just a, a house like a, and it's got like just a normal house over in the bottom. So there's already people that have bought houses. And yeah, people already doing it. Like you drove drive up down uh, Hague, you can see people have already done it. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I want to be there next spring. With like we'll have to, four or five we'll have to take a road trip and check it out because I definitely want to see this. I mean, but it's, do you think eventually we could turn urban farming into a commune? That's my dream, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people that want to do a commune and like a lot of people think Give it's... Them, hook it up. I want to I want to make this happen. But the problem is with it... Well, it's not really a problem, but it's, it's just the, the natural indoctrination of our country is that people think that because you, you want to create your own commune, that immediately you're on the same level as Waco, Charles Manson, which isn't bad because they got a lot of pussy and all, but yeah. <laughs> they're all pretty crazy as well. Manson was just a complete genius. That guy didn't have to literally, he just yeah. could acid. He just got in people's minds and made them do things. It's, it's crazy. That guy, if you watch this interview, like it's he's yeah he's in jail but he's always going to be sense. remembered. That's the funny yeah, thing about it. Forget. So how many communities do you think? I don't I mean assuming there's more than 5 people that are going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> like do you think pretty much in every urban city there's global farming or not global there's urban farming opportunities? Oh yeah, it's starting. It's it's already starting because people have realized that it's not hard to do. It's very very simple to do. If you just do raised beds, create your own soil, like it'll suck to like have to put the money in initially, but yeah, and start composting after that. It's so simple. Like, so what do you think the uh, what do you do you do you think eventually Monsanto is going to step in and oh, say Jesus. those guys? People need the people themselves need to go there and drag them out into the streets. Monsanto's like they're just most people don't even know who the hell they are, and they're just, yeah. They don't realize that they created Agent Orange. Yeah. <laughs> they're all the, for people who don't know, they're all the people that, that created all the chemicals back in Vietnam and all the ones we've used all throughout wars. Yeah. And now that they don't have all these stockpiled chemicals, they don't know what to do. So now they're turning them into pesticides and now they're going into our food. And then everybody, the cancer's on the rise and everything. It's all because of that, from these chemicals that are you know, spraying our on our crops and then we're eating them. There's no monocultures in nature, people. Like, I don't understand. It's sick. Like you don't, we shouldn't need these pesticides. These fields getting just doused with pesticides. So now the guy that does the fish, are those like? Does he buy fish or are they? They just buy. Uh, so they're not like GMO fish or anything like that. These are just. These are just like you buy them from hatcheries, like as little. I forget what the hell they're called. I drew a blank, but yeah, you just buy them when they're little. Like, uh, not even their plants are seedlings, but uh, I can't remember. But yeah, you just buy them when they're little. There's a guy I saw on Craigslist. He was selling uh, tilapia. Like you can just buy him. Like anybody can buy him. He's just out of Cleveland, and he said he would drive anywhere in Ohio to do. He could buy like a hundred fifty bucks. He's gonna drive from Cleveland for fifty dollars. Probably. I don't know. This guy. <laughs> I don't know why he'd offer it. <laughs> but yeah, like you can just buy them and yeah, aquaponics. That's how uh, the Will Allen does it. That's the other way to do it. You can grow uh, vegetables with your fish because just like. 
has your fish on the bottom and then it uses the gravity feed uh, to go on the top where your plants are growing and it just like the plants filter out all the waste and it just keeps the water clean naturally. <laughs> so your dream of a commune, what is your like dream idea of a commune for like people that don't really understand what a commune is? I mean, do you want to just take a little bit of time to explain like the whole idea behind it? Yeah, it's like, shoot, like half our parents would know what it is. Like, I'm sure most of them, some of them have spent a day or two at a commune in the back yeah. of their day. Yeah, it's just like a, I want to, like, I just envision some, like, at least 100 acres of just, like, people just living off the land, like, solar energy. Like, you can still live, like, the, with your TV and play your freaking video games. And have internet. I, I mean, yeah, you got, I got to have my internet. and I'm dying plan on playing video games and stuff. But you can have all that stuff, like, through solar energy, like, just, like, don't do it all day and like don't you don't need to use that much but like just have like as many people want to live out there and just like everybody pitches in together like as our own community and you just like your own garden animals do it like how our our like forefathers did it you don't it would just see everything pays for itself like just live off the land you don't need to go work you work for yourself for me personally like i was talking to my friend jeremy williams about it to really achieve freedom you really I mean, you really have to remove money. Like, you really have to have money, not like you have to get. I mean, you have to either we either have to eliminate the money game or just create something like cash flows in place to pay for it. Yeah, we don't need to remove it. People just need to see what it is. Like, just look at the top of it. The, what did it say? You used to say this is like a legal tender, and now it just says a federal reserve, reserve note. note. Like, it's fake as. Oh, man. So, what do you. How quickly think the illusion of the United States government is going to collapse? Um, as soon as the banks collapse and I don't know, I just saw, what was it Monday? I saw Obama met with like all of the, uh, the, the big wigs, like yeah. for the, the bail, like they did last time for the bailout. So I, I just, just based off that, I got either he's get there, he's bailing them out again in the next month or they're crashing and that the big freaking into the world 2012 things happening like everybody's freaking out about did you uh did you see who he was who rumors were that he was going to have as a secretary of state i don't want to know it's the guy that's created the sopa bill oh jesus oh i get oh <laughs> like what's crazy is people don't even know about sopa people don't know like what you don't know about anything because they just would rather watch reality television yeah <laughs> they really would when it's like kind of funny too is it's like I f like i'm concerned that people are how should I say this? They're basing their values off of the values of characters they see on reality TV. That's all it is. Like, just look at the kids nowadays. It's it's, it's disturbing. It's but eventually, like, how many do you think will wake up from the internet? Like, I really don't talk to people that we grew up with, but I, I feel like a lot of us, but there is a lot of us that are, like, really starting to wake up. Either it's through Alex Jones or... Yeah, I will scare you into your into a corner, though. 70% of what he said much. is probably right. I know. That's the scary part. Yeah. Like, you can't... Oh my, I had his app on my phone. I had to get rid of it because it would yeah. just be like, I'd be fucking petrified every day. Like, Jesus, if fucking half this stuff happens, we're fucked. I used to like, listen to him every day until he, he like posted a video about Joe Rogan and it was something he was saying about like, it was like the American war machine. Oh yeah. And then I discovered that he had a podcast and I was like, well, I get pretty similar information, but it's just not as fucking terrifying. Yeah. So I just started listening to his podcast. Joe Rogan changed my freaking life. Like that dude is a man. Really? When did you start listening to his podcast? Shoot, it was probably. It wasn't that long. It was probably like four, four or five months ago. I started listening a little, oh, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, dude. Oh my god! I like it was like, 
I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. It was like, yeah, I was in a shit point in my life. Like, what? I'm like, just in one of those funks where just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what am I going to do? And then he was, I forget which one it was. Like, you're a, it just starts like, you're a fucking human being. And yeah. I was like, who the fuck? I'm like, Joe Rogan, that fuck off uh, Fear, Fear Factor. Factor. And then I'm News like, radio. Yeah. And then I'm just like, dude, this dude is on point. Like, He's everything legit, he says yeah. is just like, that is just raw fucking truth and just makes you think and it just questions yourself and i'm like damn what like he's like he's just like this this glowing thing of inspiration like i wouldn't be doing this podcast um we probably wouldn't have connected again and met up again in person um all the cool fucking people i've met on the internet man and it's so it's where we're all hiding yeah, we're all hiding because we're all terrified. Just because Can't go of to society. Bars and talk about this shit. You get have to get, knock somebody out. Yeah, like, fucking terrorist. I always hear. Yeah, I always hear shit on the bars about why. I remember right before the election, I'd always hear shit about oh Mitt Romney. You know, it's like people would like people are ever so opinionated about politics. And they don't even know what they're opinionated about or why they they're mad to, about. Yeah, they don't even have a fucking clue. Like. All the people, all the people, I can only speak for the people I've, like, seen, but, like, yeah. I'd be like, why don't you want fucking Obama again? And I'm like, he's going to be, he can't, how do you see Mitt Romney doing any better? Than, and they just, like, go straight to, like, being a racist or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, that's all you got? Like, is the I'm, guy's skin color? Like, I how remember fucking dumb are you? I, I should really stop getting stupid Facebook debates with people. Romney's probably going to do worse, if not just the same with gun rights, because somebody said something about gun rights with Romney. And like, oh, I'm still laughing about that. So I posted all the shit that he did in, in, when he was governor. And the guy had said nothing. Yeah. Like four articles. Mitt Romney's not even a human. I'm convinced he's like a He's robot. an alien from the yeah. planet Kalab. Yeah. Dude. He- <laughs> <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know what oh Kalab is, it's the Mormon planet. And actually, if We're I was you, something you should really do, because we talked about it on the second podcast. Mormons are like the nicest fucking people. Oh, I know. You can't say bad thing about them. Every Mormon I've ever known was awesome. Yeah. Like what people should really do. And they're like all hot. Well, yeah, all the chicks. <laughs> and they're all Boy Scouts if they're boys. <laughs> Did you know about their Boy Scouts of America relationship? Boy Scouts of America. I was a, I was a, a, a was it a Pee Wee Scout or a, you were a Cub Scout? Cub Scout. Yeah, no. I quit right before I became a Weeblo. <laughs> I really I, did. I realized I was out after Cub Scout. We blow. I think I what was that? It was like a tiger cub or something like that, or a bear cub. <laughs> I don't remember. But I, like something like what every what I encourage people to do. I remember I was still selling phones, and there's these these nice Mormons, and like I always have like just because I was in network marketing for like three years, like I was one of those dudes. Like, hey, do you keep your business options open? Yeah, I'm a I've been walking through the mall like I've been involved with some real shakers and movers. Like I was literally told to say that I've come across some real shakers and movers, and then I put people on this bullshit pre-recorded call and be like, "Come on, man, join the business with me." Like I was so fucking. (laughs) But the good thing that came out of it was I started reading books, but I was so fucking all about it, man. And I was that was annoying. Like I I got you have to be though if you want to get paid. Yeah, you really, and that was something that really like it really taught me. And what's funny though is like my friend um. My friend Izzy Rock, like we would go to like the Death Squad shows and Izzy's just like, he's just promoting podcasts. Like he's like the Inspired Disorder Collective, which is like a group of us that were inspired from Joe Rogan. He's talking about his podcast. He's getting people to follow them on Twitter and like, but he's just like an evangelist. I'm like, do you think, cause he, he told me on our podcast how he, he was saying how he learned from like the church. He learned a lot of skills from that. And I was like, how oh, much, so you, yeah. Like how much do you stuff think you came from church? And I was like, man, like the same thing for me with network marketing, like if you watch Jesus Camp 
if any of those people go like into sales and forget about Jesus, like they'll be savages. And then you think about like how many successful entrepreneurs Mormons are. And I think a lot of it has to do with the two years that they just go around and encourage people to challenge yeah, their faith. They have to do that. Like, they have to. Yeah. They get in their mindset. Like I can do this. So, like they do it and then they can do anything. Those Mormons, you can't doubt a Mormon. Yeah. You, I haven't, you show me like unsuccessful Mormon. It's crazy. You won't find one. It's really crazy. It's, 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 uh, I mean, if they didn't have such crazy mythology, I totally would join yeah. the church. If it wasn't a hundred percent based off. And you couldn't like drink, if man. you could smoke weed and if you could, you know, drink alcohol or smoke DMT or eat mushrooms or, you know, just really, <laughs> just really go out there expand and really experience, yeah, expand <laughs> your horizons. I would totally do it. But that being said, what I recommend, like I actually, what was funny was I, was really interested and in, I was uh have you seen the Pat Tillman story? Tell him like yeah. The documentary. It's really good. Do you remember when it's like that's, the got it. That's the yeah, that's sad. It's super sad. But uh, it's just yeah, it could easily happen. It happens all the time and gets covered up. I want to get back to what I was saying, but like friendly fire, like how much friendly fire did you guys experience when you were in Iraq? Oh, I can think of multiple dumbasses that just were messing around. You gotta think, like everybody makes the military like us our us guys like like out to be like these freaking awesome heroic guys they're no different it's a, it's a job like anybody like yeah yeah anybody can do the job like and there's some complete dumbasses in there like i can think of two people just messing around and shot themselves like point blank and like they get a purple heart for it oh purple hearts are getting handed out left <laughs> and right you but when you see somebody with a purple heart like no disrespect to anybody with a real purple heart but you people know that those things are getting handed out for nothing nowadays for scratches it's it's a shame like it's it's saddening. <laughs> it's all a joke nowadays. They'll get you to kill somebody for a ribbon. It's sick. This is this is kind of like touchy, but how many like friends did you lose when you were over there? For my in my troop or my squadron, we lost twelve. But like that's intense. Personal man. like real personal friends like that like I generally like. It's kind of fucked up to say, but like I don't know. I like I have a pretty twisted. Uh, like attach like attachment to people like i just not very easy for like i just can just forget about people pretty easily now do you think but, you do you think you developed that as a result of being in the military oh that's yeah definitely like that's i know i did i lost like four guys but like two of them was like I, every single person that was ever in charge of me got like got killed and it was just like <laughs> It was fucked up, but it was... It was, like, somebody that you learned to love and respect. Yeah, it was guys you worked every single day with, like, all day long. You slept next to them. Like, sometimes you'd sleep on, like, you're fucking in a Humvee. Like, there's fucking five dudes in there. Like, you're... you These are your brothers. Like, you've, yeah. you're, like... It's like, this, like sports, but you're, like, 24-7, and there's, like... There's no going home when you're over there. It's, like... Yeah. Your home is right next to him, and you're always with him, and it's... When that person gets taken away, they're like, you ha you go, like, when that person dies, you gotta, you're there, like, I was picking up the dude's body parts, putting them in their body bags, and then you go and put them on their helicopter for their last ride, and it's the last time you see them, and then... And then you like, go find their families back home, pretty much? Oh, that was the most fucked up part when you come home, is, like, the stories you'd hear, like, they were like, oh, the government, like, all the, because uh, all of our commanders and shit would be like... The, don't tell them what really happened. They don't want to know. They want to know, like, they want them to remember him as a hero. And I can tell you right now, no, all the, all the people that we've talked to, like, all my, my, my friends and stuff, their parents, the very first thing, they, like, walk straight past the commander when they met it, like, for the first time seeing us, and like, what really happened? And that's the most fucked up shit, because you, you, they would tell you, the, like, what they told them. It would be some heroic fucking story about 
it's their their fucking son like doing some fucking hardcore shit when in all reality it would be like hey guys uh we're gonna drive down this road that's uh been known to have fucking millions of fucking ieds on it and everybody's got their asshole puckered up and nobody wants to do it but we have to do it because some asshole colonel over here says we have to do it and then fucking lo and behold five minutes later your best friend's dead we're like that's what happened like that's why your son's dead and you want to know those fucking like and then one of my one of my best friends he got killed and uh it was like Every day he was – every single mission before, it was just one of those things. Like it was his time to go. It was like every mission before, he had been like the fourth – the the the, the uh, trail vehicle. And then for some reason, the commander was like, I want to be that vehicle. Or let's switch – me and you switch today. And it was just a fucking wrong day to switch. So one day, like, they would switch and they would die because they switched? That happened one time, yeah. So a guy switched to you. Not me. He switched with my buddy Clint Williams, and, and Clint survived. No, Clint, Clint's gone now. My commander was the, my oh, commander shit. of the troop was the one that survived, and I know he felt bad for it. He made that like public, but so, I don't know. They're just flirting, flirting with people's lives over there, and then like, thanks, Obama, you took us out of Iraq, fucking four years after you said you would. Do you but, still think that's bullshit, though? I heard there's still a ton of troops there over in Iraq. I don't know, like. They can tell us what, like, if all we see is what we're told on the TV. Like, that's all we can be told. Like, nobody knows. Like, there could there could be bases. It's like, we had bases out in the middle of. Fucks for a baby be gone pill. Yeah, that's. And it's it's just one of those things that it's it's kind of fucked up, but it's it really is out of convenience. Um, yeah, but like all the cases we always hear about, it's just like you know that's never the case with like rape. It's always just like, well, if I got wasted and. But what about fourteen year old girls that? Are just gonna have babies, and then what? What kind of life are those babies? Like the problem take their is parents. Yeah, take their parents and be like, you guys are the ones that are paying for all this. Like, yeah, the state's not paying for this. Like, well, the problem is too that there's no there's no real adoption. Like, there's no really, and we don't even like gays in most states adopt adoptions, dude. You heard the Alex Jones shit on adoptions? That's, oh my god. Yeah, you Alex Jones goes crazy oh about like how they take they yeah. take children from their parents. Yeah, and, and they just like molest them and like all kinds of crazy that's so shit. So fucked up, man. Um, that stuff's like, don't let your kids get taken by the state. <laughs> <laughs> so back to back to Mormons. <laughs> yeah, back to the awesome so, Mormons. So I was uh, I watched the Tillman story and they were talking about like the guy who they interviewed who's now like locked in a desk job who was the only guy that would say no Pat was killed like Pat saved his life and he said that Pat was reading the Book of Mormon and he's like are you Mormon no I'm an atheist but I like to read about all face and I was like you know That's what smart. man yeah it's really smart so I knew that this Mormon would give me a free Book of Mormon but I didn't necessarily know what it was about I was like yeah man I'd actually like to read it just for my own self and you know i have a lot of respect for mormons so it's like it, it was like people that were on their second mission and they were like elders yeah. so elder such and such came and they gave me like he wrote me this really nice personal note but then i didn't realize that the younger kids were going to come after me and come and like say hey let's meet so i kept like wanting to meet him at like different places where i knew they wouldn't want to eat like hey let's meet at a coffee shop even though i know you can't <laughs> drink caffeine and so at the last minute they're like no no come to like our community church or whatever and they really, like, what was so cool about going there was they were so open to any fucking uncomfortable question I would ask. Yeah. And they weren't even uncomfortable about it. And I'd be like, so what do you think about polygamy? What do you think about this? I didn't ask them about their underwear, though. Polygamy's awesome. Those underwear are pretty crazy, though. <laughs> they don't even look cool. <laughs> I've never like seen 2012, them. 2012, they're like, they're like whitey tidies, but made out of, like, boxers, kind of. And they're, like, just big. It's... <laughs> like, and they're supposed to like magical powers and stuff to like 
it's it's so they have to wear it in their temple because they have a ritual where like you you it's so crazy so this is what happens so you get married right but to like guarantee that you and your family are going to be in the afterlife you go to this temple and their ritual and then you merge your souls like that's their whole idea so that's why they have to wear like the special underwear and everything i dig that but i i would just encourage everybody to go and talk to some mormons because they're really nice people they're not gonna like you totally evangelize yeah they're not like us christians no, they're not like they're not like crazy fundamentals. Yeah, they're hell. not going to judge you. Yeah, they're going to say, "Well, we all we know is the truth, and that's all we want to share." So, if you get a chance, if you get an opportunity, go tour a Mormon church, and I think it would be very beneficial. Um, so, anyways, back to another topic. <laughs> Besides me encouraging people to go to Mormon churches, <laughs> I'm going to pause real quick. Whatever we want. All right, welcome back. So, I'm going to take a quick break. I had to. Uh, He's at facilities, and Justin had to... Uh, Joel. Joel. Fuck Joel. I'm <laughs> such a fucking asshole. Twin damage. Yeah, dude. That's so... I've known you both, and it's I know like, exactly what I'm talking about. We were just talking about Justin. That's why. Yeah, it's the only, like, I get called twin Monday through Friday, so it's... it's, it's still call me one of the names with a J. I'm happy with it. It's still fucked up, because you're my guest, and I keep calling you your brother's name, but... It's okay, dude. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. So, uh, anyways, Justin's here in spirit always. Yeah, we were just talking about my first podcast when I was really honest about my uh, my problems with women. So yeah, so we're just gonna talk about that. Like it's a it's just real shit. It's real shit, man. Yeah, it's it like a straight, honest truth. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been creepy enough in my day, man. I I think. <laughs> we've all been there i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that i was a virgin for so many years like i i was a virgin until i was 21 and then it got to the point when i didn't even realize why i was still a virgin and then like what was cool about it though was like all these girls wanted to have sex with me because they knew i was a virgin yeah and i remember this one girl i finally did i used to buy i used to buy weed off of her (laughs) (laughs) she was really weird like she i met her through my like one of my best friends at the time and uh she wouldn't she wouldn't want to talk to you. Like, this is before I had a texting plan. Like, this was in uh, 2007. No. Yeah, 2007. It was Valentine's Day. And she would only, she would only, uh, she would only email me. Like, it was the weirdest thing. Would have been a red flag for, uh, she's probably got a boyfriend. No, she was just crazy. She's just a creep. She was, uh, she was in the military, too. There's a red flag not to talk to her. <laughs> in the military. She was in the guard. Not, oh. I know one girl in the guard that's pretty cool. She was a, and she said she was a hippie, and she was in the military. Those are hard to come by. Yeah. It's a fucking wild card there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How many dudes did you know that you were in the military with that got married before they went over there? The better question is, how many dudes did I know that were married that just got married just to get more money and then come back to, like... Where they beat the shit out of their wives or anything? Oh, man. The army is, like... It's... It's like a fucking reality show of like just pure just there's a there's a there's some normal people yeah. there whatever normal is I always say normal is like a, the only thing normal is a, setting on a washing machine but it's like <laughs> people like us yeah like normal people that like can yeah. think like you can actually carry on a conversation like thinkers but like yeah there's not many normal people I found in the army that there's like Are they just the kill machines not even that they're just like a lot of dumb fucks like there's no good way to put it like they. A lot of them mean well, but there's a lot of really fucking stupid people. Really? In my my job, combat, like cause anybody can be it. With infantry, pretty much. Yeah, being a, yeah, I was a scout. It was yeah, anybody can do it. You don't. Any, it was just like, yeah, a lot of just farm boys and just dumb people, and but, like all the cool ones, we'd all stick together and 
get each other's they backs. Usually, they usually paired the same kind of people together. Like, it was weird. That's kind of good. To, I mean, that's good leadership to do that just so you don't – like, if you were paired with some idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was lucky. I, all the people in Black Platoon, I loved them. Everybody was fucking amazing. Then it was like – I went. I was lucky. A lot of people I went to basic training with ended up going to Iraq with me. Yeah. So we'd already, like, known each other and know who the cool people were and who the dipshits were. And That's pretty cool. That's, was, what do you think um, – now that it's technically legal, like, were there any dudes in your squad that you were pretty sure were gay, or you didn't even know or care about it? Oh, there's shit. There's people. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I knew. I knew a couple people just from like partying. Like, cause, yeah, the, I don't know. You'd always know who the partiers were. So like, and just like the harder partiers, like some of them ended up being gay. Like you're just. There was a couple of my buddies that I even like in my unit. I'm like, there was no way they would ever say it because we're a bunch of men. But yeah. Dude would get pretty fucking fruity when he'd get drunk. And, like, he was a fucking dude trying to kiss people on the cheeks and stuff. And, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I have a lot of, I have a lot of gay friends that get pretty straight when they get drunk. Straight? Uh, it's really, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my cousin and my one of my fraternity brothers, whenever they get drunk, like, my cousin, she'll make out with boys. And uh, my f- my fraternity brother will just fucking face rape girls. Like he'll, <laughs> he'll just make out with them, and he's just I like. But if, if you like look at his Facebook picture, I don't think he owns a fuck. I don't think he has a fucking picture where he's not wearing where he has a shirt on. Dude, gay people have the most fun. Dude, like uh, Dom Herrera. Did you hear Dom Herrera? He was like, "I wish I was gay just so I could come out of the closet." Exactly. Like. But it's just like because they're so like they have no fucking worries. They've already overcome like the social stigmas yeah they're of, fucking as open as you can be like yeah. they're fucking just there and they don't give a fuck what you think about them they're yeah just, i love it there's but. a really good podcast with uh duncan trussell and connor abib <laughs> oh duncan trussell's a man yeah and, the, and connor abib like duncan asked him all about like sex and, and like gay man's world and rest stops and everything he just says how there's like a freeing thing about i forget how he says it but he's just like there's a freeing thing about knowing that it's just sex with no strings attached versus like i feel like men and women's relationship today is so fucked up because well number one i really believe in the suppression of the feminine like i really believe that we're suppressing the feminine spirit and it's like there's all these fucking women that are just trying to be the fucking alpha male oh that's that's like yeah. michelle bachman because you, if you beat somebody down long enough they're going they're they're just gonna they're taught to like rise up like, yeah Sci- like science doesn't lie fellas like yeah women's iqs are higher than ours now and their tolerance of pain is a lot better than ours too yeah. like my brother was talking about we were talking about uh neuro uh like that sensory program where you snap a rubber band on your wrist like yeah. tony robbins is really into that and apparently it doesn't work with women because they have such a high tolerance to pain that it doesn't even bother them dude i'm i don't care i'll admit it women are uh, i think they're a different species or something but they are <laughs> they're superior to us they, they can just handle stress a hell of a lot better than us they can just yeah. they're just problem solvers they're a lot they think they're a lot better thinkers than us men like we're the back we're the we're the strength i'm okay <laughs> to admit that like i know we we have some smart guys out there but the majority of us are just backs yeah and um john perkins's book because i guess he spent a lot of time with shamans too but in his second book it's uh i think the secret history of the american empire like the shamanism says what's wrong with america and he said that women forgot their role and that's to tell men when they when they've done enough like they're yeah. too into conquering and, and like that's kind of the women's role is to say to the man like hey that's enough that's when you know you found a good woman yeah she puts your ass in place yeah. <laughs> we'll see if that happens for me someday i'm not very optimistic about uh, it'll it will happen exactly when it's supposed to yeah yeah actually there's this really cool poem by rummy i don't know he's a sufi i don't know if you've ever checked out rummy but he said something um 
I heard Ron Doss talk about it. Uh, the moment I stopped looking, the minute I started, uh, the minute I heard my first love story, I started looking for you, not knowing how blind that was. Lovers don't finally meet somewhere; they're in each other all along. That's fucking the truth, right yeah. there, dude. I actually really think that Rummy was gay, which is actually interesting because uh, he was a Sufi, and I forget. I really had a theory about it, but I always felt like because it, like when you research it, like it said that he had a really good relationship with this guy. And I think that's what it was really all about. So Gandhi was supposedly gay too. Gandhi hated black people as well. Yeah, I'm not speaking for the Indian people. I know it's not too the kind of black, black people. people. I don't know why either. It's weird. There's a. I mean, what's funny, like when you go overseas, like you realize like how accepting Americans really are. Like we do have like there's still an undertone between white and black race problems. But then you go to like fucking England and they fucking hate everybody. They're yeah. like. Goddamn Pakis, God <laughs> fucking Indians. No, you got to live in the deep south, live in the south. There's some, but people in the south, are, at least they're like they're open about their racism. Yeah, they'll just straight. which is which is better than in the north where people just pretend like they're not racist, but they're like secret racist. And they get drunk and then they're just like yeah, just a well, they're usually like the most politically correct people as well. But then they don't have any black friends. Oh God, yeah, I love that. And it's then they let it slip out one night in front of somebody and they just get their ass beat. Yeah. I've never That's seen anybody great. get their ass beat over it, but I'm sure it happens. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> well, anyways, man, we are at 54 minutes. Um, we can probably wrap this up if you want. Anything else you want to say? It's been a, it's been real. It's been real, dude. It's we gotta sweet. do this. Yeah, we gotta do this regular. Yeah, yeah. It's the Joel the Joel Harris hour. I'm glad I said your name right this time. I'll take it. I think Justin <laughs> would want to get on. Yeah, he would. He would. He would enjoy it. Yeah, we were talking about before he came over. That's good, man. That I, I miss you guys. But anyways, uh, thanks for coming out, man. What, how can people get a hold of you? Facebook. Facebook. You're you're on Twitter too, but you don't know your handle. Yeah, I gotta figure that out again. So if people want to reach out, and maybe become a part of your urban farming commune. Hit you, hit you up, and you can get a hold of me. Yeah, hit me up, hit me on, up on hit me up on Twitter, and I'll I'll get your information to Joel on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. Yeah, it's Joel Cameron Harris. Joel Cameron Harris. Anyways, brother, thanks for coming on, and uh, I'll edit this so it doesn't sound so shitty. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm probably it's probably not gonna. I don't know. But anyways, man, thanks for coming on. Uh-